0: I hope you don't mind. I've invested in one of those huge industrial presses like you see on, on YouTube. Oh, oh my goodness. Uh, that is taking up a lot of the flat. Bigger than I thought it was going to be, I'll be yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because the bit you see in the video is just the, the plungy. Yeah. Also, out of curiosity, has your Patreon suddenly started doing a lot better? Because I don't imagine this was cheap. I got it on, 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 on Facebook Marketplace. Oh. It was collection only. Managed to get it for a steal. I, I, I am impressed. You managed to get this back here. Skateboard popped it on a skateboard. Ah, uh, on. Of course. Yeah. Um. So, just gonna pop this uh, classic style alarm clock in here. Okay. Well, the thing is, I was having trouble coming up with an intro for this week's episode. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, bear with me. <clears throat> you, you know what comes next. <clears throat> so, Laura. Yeah. Sing us out, please, darling. Uh, until next time, be a stranger. Ka-chum! De- Ooh, that's cr- that's crumpling. That's real. That's oh, real crumpling. Uh, that is indeed crumpling. Uh, that's usually the bit I say at the end. I'm a bit yeah, crumpling. yeah, yeah. Look, 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 look. Oh. Hang on, hang on. I'll just pull it back up again. Pull it back up. Oh. Time is a flat circle, <laughs> which means <laughs> this is now the intro. Ah. <gasps> strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Dale. And I'm not Jane Harris Magnet. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers. I am adjusting to life outside of that intro. <laughs> I... Uh, sometimes Jane will come to this show with an intro and she won't tell me what the punchline is we're working towards in advance. She'll just
1: sort of just go... Just, in,
0: in just play in the space with me and... um. Occasionally occasionally a, uh, a skit will end, and I will just sit there in stunned reverie for, for just a minute. <laughs> While I cackle like a fool. How, how are you doing now that you have well and truly got me? Feeling better for a laugh, I'll be honest. I think mean, laugh's good for the soul. It's very good, it's very, given the, the state of everything. Indeed. This is good to have a bit of a laugh. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah, they're onto yeah. something with that whole laughter yoga nonsense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what they hadn't considered is sticking a clock clock in a in an industrial press to make time a flat, flat circle. circle. <laughs> um, so, what have you played this week? We start with things we've played. It's one of the sections of the show. That is a section of the show that we do. Yeah, we played <gasps> a game. What what did we play? A classic that we have played before. I very much enjoyed although not the same version. We played some Wind Waker HD. <laughs> yes, we started playing Wind Waker HD. Yes. Uh this is your first time playing the the yes. HD version of the game so I'll, I'll ask you for you your thoughts. Well, how are you feeling about this port? It it's shiny. Yeah. That game polishes up real nice. I like the, the volumetric lighting and yeah. the the ed- edge lighting on some things requires very little work to still look like a very contemporary game. I t- I have I'll be honest, I've struggled a bit with the button placement. <laughs> I mean that'll always happen playing a thing on a new platform. <laughs> yeah, and like the fact that I don't have to have like a whole section of 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 my items. Like oh, I don't have to have a space for this. This is where I put the wind waker. This is where I put the claws and 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 such. Yeah. Uh, there's just yes. a, a D-pad. The wind Waker's on the D-pad, so it's not taking up a space. The sailcloth is no longer a equipable item, so you don't have to take a deep uh, like a face button space mm-hmm. on it. I'm told that's the same with bombs and the claw as well. So. Yeah, yeah, you can just do the things without needing to take up space on your quick menu, which you don't have to pause to access. You can just sort of quick select things. Um, I really like this version of the game. I like being able to have the map open at all times while you're sailing the sea. Mm -hmm. That's a really nice change. Um, I like a lot of the little tweaks to... um, I like the fact that going to see Tingle is now a built-in part of the narrative, even if... Tingle's functionality no longer actually works in this version of the game, because it's... You don't need him for anything. Uh, Well, you you need him, but, like, the item he gives you, the um, Tingle bottle... Oh, yes. uh, yes, yes. Yeah, he gives you an item that just doesn't work anymore because they shut the Miiverse servers down on the Wii U. Ooh, and also Which is why I'm quietly hoping that this eventually gets Switch port so that Tingle can once again have a functionality that a few years later will become debunked and no one will use. I mean, are they planning to introduce some kind of community thing into the Switch? Who knows? I mean, uh. it's, it feels like it's been too much hassle overall for Nintendo to do that. Yeah, I, I imagine they'd replace it with something, yet again, entirely different, a different Tingle thing. But oh, uh, okay. a Tingle Tingle. Yeah. I, I like being able to have have the map open at all times. Um, there's, there's a lot of little tweaks. Like, um, when you're first fighting the guy who teaches you how to do sword techniques... The first time you do an incorrect input, he doesn't beat you up straight away. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got at least one chance to do the incorrect input and go, oops, fuck, didn't mean to do that. My bad. Yeah. Just yeah. little quality of life stuff. Yeah, little quality of life stuff, and eventually we'll get the speedy sail. Yeah, the speedy sail won't be too far off. Mm-hmm. Um, that game holds up really nicely. Yeah, I mean, even like the GameCube version does. We've, yeah. I played that a couple of years ago. Just before you bought the Wii U, in, in fact. Yeah. It's, it's We've not played through, replayed through a huge amount of it. Like, I think we got to the Kokori Forest dungeon, and I think we got the key in it for the boss. We helped. Yeah, I think I just got that. You got I the was... boomerang. I know you had the boomerang. Just got so the boomerang. Yeah. We've gotten that far. Um, I got through the Forsaken Fortress the first time without alerting the guards once. Not once. Not once. I'm very good. No, even a once. Not even a once. There was a close call where I fell off a ledge and then had to take a diverted route, but it turned out fine. It did fine. Just fine. Just fine. mm mm-hmm. Well, uh, what else have you played? Ah, uh, what else have I played? Um, I th- I played uh, some little bits of some indie games this week. Yeah. Um yeah. I played a demo for a game called Princess Farmer, where you play as a cute pixel art uh, rabbit furry lady uh, doing a match three puzzle stuff slash visual novel storytelling. Um, Uh So, match three games are a dime a dozen. Um, This one has an interesting way that its mechanics are laid out. So, the match three game you're playing is shown as Vegetables Underground. And the way that you rearrange items to try and get your match threes and your combos is that if you stand over any given column and start pulling vegetables up out the ground, um, other vegetables will move up to fill the space in the stack, and you can plant vegetables in a new column to sort of push that column down. Mm. Um, So items can be pulled up out of columns and pushed down into other columns, but you can only hold a certain number above the ground at any one time, and they have to go back into the ground the order you took them out. Uh, There's lots of little mechanics that have been introduced as you progress through that. Mm -hmm. um, Mix it up in interesting ways. Sometimes there will be bonuses awarded if you can do the match three within a certain grid of the larger space. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sometimes a couple of rows will be obscured by some, like, hard rock or something. Uh, So... Uh, Vegetables will continue to move up through spaces when you can't see them But obviously you won't be able to see them and you won't get match threes for any that are behind there Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's about sort of remembering what's there and pushing things through Um, It definitely had some creative ideas that made the match three stuff work Um, The main thing about it that is interesting is the visual and audio feedback for successfully matching things is very satisfying. Mm-hmm. It does very, very good. Oh, you made things uh, match up and now colourful things are flying across the screen to sort of like uh, have shooting comets take your score to places and lots of... It, it does a good job of making you feel very competent and good for very basic <laughs> gameplay. You don't have to be very good to have the game make you feel like you're very good. Nice. Um... The game also has some Twitch functionality built in, oh, um, cool. some of which is better than others. Um, okay. So if you play it in co-op with Twitch chat, um, you can have a second bunny who the chat can do commands up, down, left and right in chat to move the bunny around and make them pick things up and put things down in the earth. The problem is Twitch's delay means that... Ugh, Doing, trying to be useful in puzzle gameplay when you are cooperatively working on a puzzle with someone who is 10 seconds ahead of you in time mm-hmm. means that more often than not, Twitch was inadvertently messing up me attempting to solve puzzles because we, we were separated in time. I don't necessarily think that that is a great use of Twitch integration. Well, what it does have, and I always love when games have this, and I wish more games uh, with narrative choices would do this, is that every time there is a narrative choice you can let chat vote on what to say, and you as the as the player can override it if you like, but you can basically uh, set an amount of time which gives time for the viewers to see and to react, so I think I set it for 20 seconds, um, and the chat can vote, and it picks an answer. And, and they always pick the cute option. They always pick the cute or the very gay option. Mm-hmm. Um, Which we should mention, it's it's good and queer. It's good and queer. It's made by... I know that there's at least one trans person who's worked on the game. Got some uh, non-binary representation. Some good non-binary representation. Um it it's very it's it's got a lot of uh, femme characters that can do flirts with each other. Uh, it's highly implied that you and your co op companion are doing 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 a gay together, and that's quite cute. It's it's a charming little game. Um, I would say there is a demo that's probably like an hour or so long that you can go check out on Steam currently. Go give it a play. It is a fun set of very cutely presented. Unique spin on match three gameplay that makes you feel very good for succeeding, mm-hmm. and that's worth a that's worth a look. Um, obviously, I've not played the whole game, but what I've played, I had a lot of fun with. Nice. What about you? What have you played this I week? I also played an indie game. Oh yes, uh, I've been playing Door Romantic. I've started playing this. Yay! Yay! Uh, so Door Romantic is a tile laying game of. The high score chasing, basically, and that's it. So, essentially, you are you are building a little village, and that can consist of houses and mm-hmm. plains and wheat fields, and rivers and rivers and trains. And trains. And trains. I knew I wasn't going to get trains out. <laughs> <laughs> uh Basically, you will score more highly if your hexes match all of the points around them. So if you have, like, uh, you you try and connect as many pieces as possible that have matching pieces, you will get higher scores. And the higher the score, the better you do, ultimately. I have not in any way, shape or form cared about the scoring system in this game. I, my first few days of playing this, I didn't give a damn about the score system. I was like, I, I had, and I have built a small village, and there is a little train that runs both through the village, and there's people here, they get on the train here, and they go all the way to this place over here. And like they, they get off there, and sometimes they do shopping there, and there's a little house along the way, and there's another little house along the way and and they drive past the wheat fields, and there are there is a big, scary forest, and sometimes there is a deer that is one hundred per cent how I am currently playing. I'm just making nice. Calming little cities with no pressure and no stress, and listening to the very good chill it's music. so chill. Ah, oh. it was the most soothing game I've played in ages. Oh, doesn't surprise me. Uh, but you, you say that that's how you were playing it. What's changed? Um, I just started to get a bit bored with it. That's fair. Like I, I like I played it. I went pretty hard on it. Yeah. I was like, I'm dilating. I'm just going to lie here and play daughter romantic. <laughs> and I played it very hard, like constantly for two or three days. And then I was like, you oh, know, I'm just going to try and do some of the challenges. Cause you've got little challenges yeah. that pop up periodically. And there are like, sometimes you'll find um, a little hex somewhere out in the void from where you start. Cause you start in this just sort of vaguely grayish void and or sometimes just sort of a pastel color and it'll just be a a hex of planes and like a stack of things and you just pop them down and sometimes you will just find like a little hex that's highlighted somewhere out in the void mm. and if you can get to it and complete whatever challenge is on it you you will get like another challenge for later on and it might be something like Make a, uh, a a a river or or like a a a piece a single piece of water that is sixty tiles big, Ooh. or make a train track that is fifty ch- tiles yeah. big. I suspect at some point I will get onto this and start doing the same, but for now I'm still firmly in. I'm building my pretty. I'm building a pretty pretty village, mm-hmm. and that's where I'm at. <laughs> it's a beautiful game. It's very calming, yeah. and basically you have a, a stack of tiles. And they will have various bits of, of of the sort of the biomes we've mentioned. Uh, eventually, you will start to get things uh, th- th- where you have like a a challenge on that tile.
1: Mm. So it
0: might be like a a forest has a number of trees on it. Put this o- onto a single continuous patch of forest that is three hundred trees big. Mm. And when you get it, you will get more tiles in your stack. And that is how you can keep sort of pushing the game forward. Yeah. And it's basically just keep trying to complete the the tiles. Sometimes there'll be um, special requests where you have to wall off a section. Mm. So it'll be like you create 10 fields and then you need to create uh, a border around that of anything else just to close that off. That field is shut and you'll get like extra tiles and extra points for that. It's just so charming and cute, yeah. and it's nice to watch the little steam trains go up and down, and yeah. little boats go up and down, mm. and the birds flap across, and, and little deers. It's, it's very, very soothing and satisfying. Mm. Yeah, I mean, even when you're sort of playing it more seriously and like trying to get all the things, it's still very calm. Yeah, yeah, it's just very chill and very calm and very good and and soothing to the mind. Like even when you're like you've got big spread out areas and like sections that are sort of going a bit spidery because you haven't mm. got quite the tile you want to put in a space or you're trying to particularly make one continuous thing yeah it becomes more a case of like okay where have i got just just this bit that fits most of these yeah get a few more points I'm uh, apparently on the leaderboards. I'm currently ranked like twenty-one thousandth or something. Ooh. Don't know how good that is. I guess it's <laughs> twenty-one thousand out of some. Um, <laughs> I'm very, but I'm very much enjoying it, and it's only like seven, eight quid on Steam. Yeah, I think. yeah. You can get a version with the soundtrack if you want. It's it's very charming and very chill. Um, It's still in early access, I should warn.
1: Yes. But it is
0: complete enough right now. As far as I can tell, the only thing they're going to add to this in future is a creative mode. Uh, Right. Which I guess is, like, just unlimited. Yeah. There's there's enough in this right now that I don't feel like I'm being shortchanged if this is all that's ever in there. Yeah. Like, this isn't going to be something like... um, Ooh, uh, was it Towns? Yeah, a game that never got finished. You're not going to get 40 minutes into this, and they're going to go, "Sorry, you've reached the end of the current content." Uh, please, please, please us, stay with us. Like yeah. there is, a, there is a very, very playable game, a lot to do in it. Yeah, if you are into adorable, low poly <laughs> puzzle games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what else have you played? Oh, I've been playing another indie game this <gasps> week. Um uh, indie the, game section. Ex- yeah, which I'm excited to get back to. I'm probably going to stream it again on Wednesday. Uh, so this game is called Later Alligator. Uh, I'd been meaning to play this for a while. It came to Switch in North America, like, I think, like, two months ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was a bit delayed coming to the, the, the to Europe, but it's finally out on the Switch. It is a adorable game of uh cartoon alligators uh in cart in, in alligator new york city mm-hmm. um it follows the dice funk naming structure of just stick a word in front of a real place name uh so this is just alligator new york city mm-hmm. uh and you are a detective who has met this um young alligator who is part of seemingly a crime family, and he's afraid he might have blabbed something about the family's business, and he thinks they're gonna murder him. He's very panicked. He's very like, I keep hearing about the event and it's happening and they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna gonna kill me off. Um, it very quickly becomes apparent that's not what's happening. Uh it's very clear he's got the wrong end of the stick, but you're basically tasked with going and meeting all of his various alligator relatives and trying to get information on what is the event. Um, All of the characters are brimming with personality, very exaggerated, very fun to interact with. Um, The biggest strength is the variety of personalities and writing styles of these characters. Um, But the general idea is... You go find a character to talk to, uh, you interact with them, and eventually they will offer up a minigame, which you have to complete in order to sort of earn their trust and find out a little bit more about what the event is. And these minigames are all very fun, very charming, very uh, amusing. Um, I'm trying to think of a good example one that's like not too spoilery. Um, Okay, so there's one where you meet this character who's... uh, Basically, he went on holiday and now his phone isn't working properly um, after he went to go see a spooky weird house on holiday. Uh, and you're handed his phone and you're basically trying to exercise his phone of ghosts. <laughs> there are ghosts hiding in some of his holiday photos. Uh, and you're basically having to go and like work out how to get the ghosts out of his phone. Uh, there is one in which there's this adorable little girl and you're helping her do a heist of a... Um, Uh, one of those claw machines. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you're you're helping her do her crime of the century. (sighs) Um, It's all little just mini games that feel very tied in with the personalities of the characters you're interacting with. Mm. Um, It's basically an opportunity to go and meet a bunch of weird, silly, wonderful, wacky characters and have fun interactions with them, sort of working towards an end goal. Um, the writing and the visual design are fantastic i love these characters they have in every one of them has been hilarious and very well written and very memorable um i think someone in chat when i was streaming this the other night put it really well which was every time you meet a new character i think eventually we've got a plateau they can't all be my favorite character <laughs> um yeah, it, every character is like, "Oh, you're a ten out of ten. Oh, you're another ten out of ten. Well done, character." Nice. Ah, um, uh, okay. What well, I'm going to tell you about one more example, just to set the tone again. Uh one one of them was like a card shark that was doing three card monty on the street mm-hmm. and was doing um, try and follow follow the lady. Um, it, it is incredibly simple to keep an eye on the lady, uh, and when you keep clicking on it, eventually he sets the card on fire and shoves it in his mouth. To be like, nope, nope, didn't, didn't get me, didn't get me, nope, nope. <laughs> okay. Uh, like, it's, 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 <laughs> that's the level of interactions you can expect. Nice. Um, I, I watched you do the intro and doing silly voices for your, Oh, yes, Pat, the, the nervous, okay, uh, nervous friend. alligator, just, uh, uh. Uh, yeah, it's, it is a very, very, very charming game. I... I struggle to have anything negative to say about the characters. Um, also, I stumbled upon a mission after you'd gone to bed, which was um, the main... Basically, it was an alligator version of one of the main characters of the original Yakuza game. Okay. Uh, doing a dating sim to try and build up the confidence to date the protagonist of th- of that series. Uh, the character in Yakuza is named Majima and he's an alligator now, so he was Majima Alligator. Naturally. <laughs> and that made me very happy. <laughs> trying to try to set him up with Kiryu from the Yakuza games. I'd say, Oh, you too. You, mm, yeah. Let me help you make a good day. <laughs> uh, it's very good. Go play later, Alligator. What's available? Uh, It's on PC, it's on Switch, I don't know about other consoles, but I know it's on Switch and PC. Cool. What about you? What have you played? I haven't played anything else, but i watched you play something. Oh, yes! Uh, Resident Evil 8 had a... Village. Village had a demo. Uh, By the time this goes up for the general public there will be another demo about to happen, but um, they did a weird thing with this game. So if you're a PS5 owner, they had a demo that was available for eight hours at a very specific time and date, and if you didn't play it, then you didn't get to play it. Yeah, it was like UK time. It worked out to something like Saturday 6 till 3am. Yeah, 6pm to 3am on Sunday. And I think if you're listening to this on Sunday, there's another one at the same time that will be like in the castle, which... It's where we're going to meet the tall vampire lady, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, it was a little, it was like a little 20 to 30 minute little section of the game. Um, I very much enjoyed the setting. It reminded me a lot of the things I liked about Resident Evil 4 in terms of its, Mm -hmm. um, slightly spooky, mysterious, little middle of nowhere village town Mm. aesthetic. Um, I like what the demo did in terms of the only real fight you had to do was set in a setting where it was very difficult for you to see enemies coming. Yes, uh, They they did very effective use of, oh god, I know exactly why, I know exactly why this tall grass is here. I can <laughs> tell. Oh no. Oh no. This is bad. Oh, here they come. <laughs> um, yeah, it it feels like some of the better modern Resident Evil games. It, it's it got a lot of Resident Evil 7 to it. It's got a lot of elements of Resident Evil 4 going on. Those are two Resident Evil games I very much enjoyed. I'm excited for this one. What, you, what did you think watching this one? It looks pretty. Yeah? Um... I had the, I had, I had to ask you the, is it VR? Because it had the look of a game that is going to be VR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not hiding that very VR readiness. Um, well, I've not seen any VR stuff for PS5 yet, so. Yeah. Well, currently it only supports the PS4 PSVR headset, and even then you have to mail away for an adapter for it. And they're making a PS5. VR headset, but we don't know when. Currently, all we've seen of it is the controllers. Okay. And they're like, oh, we're working on it. There'll be a new one at some point. I'm curious about this adapter now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still waiting for mine to show up. Okay. F- yeah. They're free, but you just, you have to put the the serial code from your PlayStation VR into a website And if that serial code's been used before, you can't use it again. So, if you were to sell your PSVR, the next person. Have to sell with the the adapter. I suppose so, because the next person wouldn't be able to use that code to get an adapter for themselves. Yeah, which is a system, I suppose. I guess. Yeah. What are they worried people are just going to be stockpiling these adapters? I mean, maybe. I don't know. Um, But yeah. It it seems like it's going to be more Resident Evil. Um, there was nothing bad about it, but also there was nothing about this that made me feel anything other than, yeah, this is be Resident Evil. I'll have a good time. It's I'm doing Resident Evil at the moment. I mean, apart from the characters, because I mean, we've seen in the trailers that there's some Chris action who briefly showed up at the end of Seven. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I like some of the characters. I like the, uh, the 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 mystical lady who sort of just cackles at oh, you. Oh, and... the, the old woman by the graveyard. Yeah, she seems fun. Yeah. I like her energy. Yes, I, um, I'm like, can I stick with you? You seem like you're. You probably... seem to know how to survive. You're probably going to get out of this okay, I guess. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I'm. I'm really curious what they do with this one because yeah. I think Seven was pretty groundbreaking. Yeah. They managed to get away from the nonsense that was 5 and 6 yes Um. one thing that we have heard since that demo went up is that um, Lady Dimitrescu or whatever her name is the tall vampire lady mm-hmm. uh, she's basically going to operate like a nemesis in the older Resident Evils oh, of, okay. uh, she's going to from a certain point in the game just constantly be coming for you which I mean yeah, sounds alright <laughs> From what I hear, the audience are already doing the opposite of that. So. <laughs> uh, did you play anything else this That's week? That's everything I've played. I'm just very quickly checking if I played anything else because uh, I got I got the threat here. Ah, <laughs>
1: uh,
0: that is everything I played this week. Well then. <gasps> Time for this. Oh, oh, it's lovely, lovely and quiet. Yes, I've been very much enjoying a, a quiet pims. Now that I'm fully vaccinated, oh, you know. Yes, in the fully vaccinated club here. too. Yeah. I've been, you know, enjoying a you know, I sit outside in the sun. Yes. No young people out No, about. young people anyway I mean, they're all being very sensible still wearing their masks, still yeah. staying at home Exactly, which has just, just left all of the drinking establishments open for us Indeed, There's apart people... from that that one big chain we don't talk about them and we certainly don't give them any money Oh no, heavens no they're terrible no. to their workers Well indeed, Well, terribly... I don't think they have any workers left at this point Well, <laughs> yes, that Um, But I've I've heard some troubling news on the grapevine. Oh, that's where the wine comes from. That's yeah, where the good. wine comes from. Well, do tell. You well, know, I've heard that you know, it's just us that are vaccinated at the moment. Yes, and All yes, the younguns are still forced to Youngs. sit around. Yes. The, vac- the vaccinations are starting to happen to some of the young folk. Oh, dear. Yes. I, I, I was having a wonderful time, just enjoying the very quietness yes, of Yes, we're starting to get down to the, the groups of people who've got enough energy to be out and about doing things. Yes, and they'll be much louder and more excitable. Exactly. It's, been a, it's going to be a real shame having to deal with all of their stompy boots and their axe body sprays. And, and their young exuberance. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, how's about this? Yes. If we have enough sherry now, I'm yes. pretty sure we can oblivion ourselves for a while so we don't notice when they all come back. You probably won't even notice it, no. Yes. This is fine. We'll no. just have a sherry. Yes, yes. Sherry.
1: Lovely. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Frozen in 2021, this envy is awoken in the far off distant future of 2030X. The world has changed, but how will they deal with this dark future? Oh, it's um, seems all right. It's pr- pretty, pretty chill. Yeah, we uh, got rid of got rid of capitalism, Tories. Got rid of uh, you know, most of the bad things. We've eliminated hunger, poverty, disabled access everywhere. Everyone who needs it. It's, everything is very accessible. We've, basically, when we rebuilt the world after the collapse of capitalism, we decided to just make everything better. That's really that's that sounds really good. So, because I was I was worried it was going to be a, a dark future, but yeah, I mean it's just night. Y- y- yeah, I, I I guess so. But also the good, I like that there's street lighting, but that it's uh it, it doesn't seem to be doesn't seem to be much in the way of light pollution. In fact, the the Milky Way looks incredible tonight. Huh. This is the far off distant dark future, huh? Yeah, I g guess it Looks like you saw it all right, actually. Yeah, thanks. We uh we work very hard on it. So, what have you put in your eye meets? Uh, we watched a thing together this week. We did. Uh, we watched Way of the House Husband. Ha, ha, ha! Do do you want to explain what this is? What if the biggest, baddest, most dangerous yakuza around? Just decided to pack it all in and become yeah. a house husband. Best I can tell, his wife has like a high-flying uh, career that she's very passionate about, and he was just, I want to... I'm very supportive of to. I want to yes. support you in your endeavors. You you go do that, I'll look after the house. He and can get stains out of anything, so he can... Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's picked up a lot of skills in the Yakuza that are helpful for... Keeping a house running in a successful manner. He makes an in- incredible yeah. um, bento box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So this is one of those uh, sh- uh one of those anime that's told in like three-minute episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh. That. Like K. Yeah. Or um. Or uh, Pooi Pooi Molcar. Yeah. Or something. Um. And the way they've pas- packaged it together on Netflix is they'll put like six or so episodes together in a batch. So you've got about twenty minutes per episode but uh yes yeah it is it's very charming um go in prepared for a very simplistic level of animation mm-hmm. uh this is not a fully animated it's like sharply animated single shit, single cells yeah so this is based on a comic and when the when the creator was contacted about making a show out of it he was apparently very adamant i don't want to do this if it's going to be an anime, I want it to be a moving comic, mm-hmm. and I think that very much comes across. And yeah, there's a definitely. L- like the the um the times you just see like a random word yeah. sliding up the screen. Yeah, there's a lot of dynamic uh, aspects going on in terms of how uh, it moves from what would essentially be from frame to frame <laughs> or uh, dramatic effect on uh, posed shots, and there is movement just. Go in. Don't get surprised when you go in and it's very simplistic. Yeah, like lots of parallax of like, here is just a static person, here is another static person, and they're slightly just sliding to one side (laughs) in some way or moving around. Yeah, but I mean, I think that's half of its charm. Is it. It's. All of the episodes are three minutes long, which means that by nature they have to be very frantic and very Mm -hmm. uh, all over the place, and I think that that simplistic style. Helps emphasize the comedy and the pacing. Yeah, and and also like just the way he talks, like everything is 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 a hit. It's you know got to got to do with the boss lady. Yeah. Um. Every, everything is like it, it sounds like he's talking about drugs or murdering someone or something. Yes. He he likes to talk about needing white powder. Uh. For he's baking. Talking about flour. Yeah. It's usually talking about flour. It's like where do you uh keep the white powder? And the shopping assistants are like, oh, "I'm sorry, uh, we're not <laughs> like that." <laughs> <here."> <laughs> um, yeah, there's um, and like his old friend from the yakuza. Yeah, who's apparently just not very good at looking after himself. His his wife's very lovely. I'm fascinated by their relationship. Absolutely kick his ass. I very much want more of this story. <laughs> I want to know how they got together because they clearly got together yeah. while she fell for him while he was in the yakuza. Yes. He is covered in cuts and yeah. scrapes, and and this huge dragon tattoo. Yeah, and there's there's a bunch of plot lines that revolve around the fact that he used to be like the big yakuza person, as in like murdered ten rival clans in a single night. Uh, level and then retired, and then retired, and everyone's been looking for him because like there's been a bit of a power vacuum without him, and everyone's. Everyone still thinks that's what he does and he's like no I'm a house husband just leave me be. <laughs> the one where the, I think some people had come to try and kill him and he dragged them into a sale. Yeah. And then berated them for not getting more than jumpers and mittens. Oh, and there's the bit in that episode that went very much like the ending of the movie Ratatouille. Uh with the mittens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, go go watch it. You can binge the whole thing in half an hour. I mean, I think it's, a, it's I think it's a couple of hours to Is watch it? the whole thing, wow. yeah, because it's about, it, it it's flew about, by. yeah, but it's, the time flies by and it's very yeah. good. Uh, the quality of the dubs really nice, mm-hmm. um, yeah. very well voice acted and performed. Yeah. It's, it was a lot of fun, yeah. Yeah, it's it's very good. Go watch the Way of the House Husband. Mm-hmm. What about you? What did you watch this week? Uh, we watched another anime. We well, did we watched watch an anime. If we if we're saying that Way of the House Husband was not. I mean, it's it's an anime-ish. It uh, was in the anime section. Yeah, but we watched the first season of something a bit more traditionally animated and long form called Forest of Piano, which is about a young man who is very talented at playing piano, and his adventures out of going to play Chopin before a very big audience and it sort of takes place of, basically he has he is the son of a sex worker, he's dad is nowhere to be seen he um ha, lives near the forest Yeah, and will very often spend time in the forest and found a, an abandoned piano which apparently no one else can play it doesn't yeah. make a sound when anyone else tries to play it yeah, um, but he taught himself how to play piano, and he can basically play a piece just by hearing. If, it If he can hear it once, he can memorize it, and he can usually then play it by ear. Yes, with yes. the exception of Chopin. With the exception of Chopin, initially. which I think is what fascinates him. Yeah, like, oh, it, shit, that's it's something I what... can't just inst- instinctively play. Yeah, there, there there are some differences about Chopin as a as a musical style that his brain is just like. I need I need to understand you've made something I can't just hear once and do. Mm. Um yes and you've got his friend on the other side who is the classically trained uh from a very young age musician yes, um
1: anime.
0: perfect by the numbers uh reading sheet music oh, yes. uh perfectly replicate All the, the music is as perfect. yes exactly as it is on the sheet and it's got the. Pe- this is a sports anime <laughs> It, it's it's narratively and structurally, it's a sports anime. I can it, see it it yeah. is very much um the tournament arc rivalry structure of sports anime. Yeah. Um, as these two go on their two separate journeys of learning to make music and, yeah. um, the varying back and forth between their different styles of playing. Yeah. Um, that first season's really beautiful. Yeah. It's heartwarming and it has a real respect for the beauty of uh classical music western classical music western <laughs> classical music but yes um it 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 does a lot of sitting with the music that it uses and sort of doing it justice i think ah uh-huh. uh, i think yeah i think they 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 Play some very beautiful piano music, yeah, um, it's very well done like the the scenery of the of the forests um the the sort of the the fun school stuff that yeah. all the interactions there, and then like the early um getting into competition stuff yeah is is really interesting there is um there's a few key points in here, which are beautifully done, sort of drama-wise, won't spoil anything. Yeah, um, yeah. W- one involving a fire is... Yeah. Is, like, there is a lot of emotion in in that yes. scene that is, I think, really well done. <laughs> and then there's just the fact that most of the piano bits are shot in 3D. Yeah. It, like, it's, it's really well cel-shaded. Mm. But you like we, there was a bit in the first episode when the piano was starting to sort of spin around, yeah. spin around him, and we were like, "That's three Be- D." Yeah, it's really well Be- done. But- the, the switching back and forth <sighs> between two D and three D is not nearly as jarring as I had expected, and mm-hmm. I, th- I think really does justice to the fluidity of the piano playing. Yes, is that something that I think this does really well as well? Is it makes I'm sure, sure it's spot on finger. Moving. Yeah, it it does a really good job of making sure to spend a lot of its time actually showing you the finger movements doing uh, during a lot of the playing, mm-hmm. which I think is to its credit. Yeah, and and to try and break that up a bit, it likes to do these big spinning Michael Bay shots. Yeah, um, I I very much like uh, particularly toward the end of the first season some of the. The ways that they tie the choices of music being played back into narrative arcs and Mm -hmm. emotional moments and particularly in that final episode sort of explain and justify the music choices being made in a way that really sort of brings the narrative together and that i think is is a very pure moment of sports anime of yes in the minds of all the the protagonists sort of like yes oh they're doing this oh they're doing this because of this yeah and they're doing that because of that oh oh my god the way yeah. he's playing the music the the end episode of this very <laughs> much reminded me of a lot of the uh tournament episodes in yuri on ice mm-hmm. in that it, the the focus on music and the visual component of how the person is interacting with the music and the here is why they're doing it and bringing it back into their emotional arc that is one hundred percent how you end a, a season of sports anime. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah I'm really eager to binge the second season of yeah, this because there's two seasons up on Netflix yeah yeah I don't know how that snuck up on us <laughs> yeah I'm curious where it goes from here yeah. um I think this was one of the ones that Netflix brought us to from the uh pick me something mm-hmm. random yeah yeah or I'd been flicking through yeah. the anime section again yeah as I often do <laughs> can't find anything to watch yeah I uh go go watch forest of piano it's yeah, very good it's um beautiful. it definitely it picks up once it's gotten a few episodes in mm-hmm. uh it's first few are nice but like it definitely has a moment where it starts to pick up in quality yeah i think yeah, i'd agree with that yeah like obviously you need all that to get to the story and like just the the characters in this are really fascinating like the music teacher uh, obviously, the rival, some of the other kids when they get to the the first um, competition, Wendy. Yes, <laughs> oh yes, Wendy, <laughs> Wendy and the Toilet Princess. Toilet Princess, Toilet Princess. <laughs> yeah, it's adorable. Um, yeah. Have you watched anything else? Ah, uh, I know, I've watched at least something else. Um, at least a something else. At least a something else, yes. Uh, I watched a more than two hour long uh, YouTube essay called A Brief History of Homestuck oh. uh, by Sarah Z. Uh Yeah, it's on the screen, which is what reminded <laughs> me to be like, oh, I should mention that I, I saw that. that. Um... <laughs> So for anyone who doesn't know anything about Homestuck, um, Homestuck is a webcomic that ran for nearly a decade. Uh, The thing that made it interesting was that it sort of involved a lot of flash player elements, so some pages of it would be interactive, you've had little mini games or you'd have uh, point and click adventure stuff to do. it initially starts off almost like a like a, a very video game esque point and click adventure narrative, um, and then it sort of morphs into something much bigger and grander and more unwieldy. Um, a big part of why it became as popular as it did is sort of in the middle of the narrative they introduced uh, these character call- uh, characters called trolls, which you might have seen at comic conventions and things. That that grey thing with yellow horns they were very popular for a few years at, at conventions um basically there were lots of them with lots of different personality types and as such it made it very easy for people to latch on there's the one that i relate to oh. and um they became a big part of fandom culture in like i think at their peak was like five years ago um but the whole story of uh that how homestuck happened over the last decade is fascinating from uh it's it's an 800,000 word narrative Oof. um that has had like weird controversies with uh very lengthy hiatuses and um kickstarters for video game adaptations and um a sort of sequel that happened um yeah this brief history of Homestuck video is a is about as good of a summary of Homestuck as you could hope to have without reading 800,000 words of sprawling very complex um esoteric narrative. Yeah as I understand it Homestuck was over by the time I'd even heard of it the first time. Yeah and then people were like don't even don't even start you'll it's, never finish it in your lifetime you, yeah honestly yes um and uh, it's 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 a, there's a bit of a night uh, a nightmare of archival around it because flash player died and killed <laughs> off a lot of the interactive elements that previously worked um was strong bad part of that community uh strong bad was not by the same person no, I don't no. Know why I thought that. It was a different thing um but you can find a downloadable offline client that will let you download all of Homestuck in a f- version that still functions. Right. Um, I have done so, and I'm watching this two hour plus documentary. Did make me go, you know what? I kind of want to go back through it because I can't say that it is worthwhile at all points. It sometimes is. It. It course-corrects its own lore in some weird ways and it makes some weird narrative choices in places, but there are moments of it that genuinely are effective and impactful and it's... I kind of want to go back through it in the same way that I kind of want to go back through, but never will, all of Naruto. <laughs> um, but Yeah, if you've ever been curious about Homestuck from the outside, a brief history of Homestuck, it's like two hours and fifteen minutes long, but... It's a very good watch. I think I know I was thinking of Strong Bad. I'm pretty sure there's Homestar Runner. Yes, Homestar Runner. Yeah. It's got a homest in it. Yes, it does have a homest, and it was a flash thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay, I see where you got that from. Uh, What about you? What have you you watched this week? Uh, I've been watching a bunch of uh, North of the Border videos on YouTube. Oh. This is the person that makes dioramas. I caught a little bit of one of these over dinner. Yeah, we watched the um, the Building a uh, Breath of the Wild Guardian. Shooting at a little link with the shield up and it lights up and it's very cool um the one i I bumped into the other day was uh calcifer from uh, house moving castle Ooh. and it's a little diorama of just a little fireplace with calcifer on it and like little little blocks and all making making all the little um like the kettle and stuff to hang over the uh the um the little fireplace yeah all, uh, like a little grill, I suppose, mm. and stuff as well, and and all the little equipment, and it's it's really beautifully done. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, there's 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 a whole bunch of just like little dioramas. This person's made. that that Link and the Guardian one that we watched over dinner. Mm. I wasn't convinced until a bunch of little details at the end really transformed it into something. Pretty special. Yeah. Uh, they, did, uh, they, they clearly had a vision of like, I'm doing this, and this isn't going to look great now, but when I add this to it, aha! They know what they're doing in the background. Indeed. Uh, that's everything I've watched this week, I think. Mm-hmm. What about you? I'm just having a double You're check. just checking. I'm just doing a double check. A check of double. <laughs> that is everything I've watched. Well then... Time for this. Laura, Laura, we've got a new sponsor. Who's our new sponsor? Well, do you want to use the internet securely without people spying on you? That's uh, definitely the reason. Uh, uh, I I mean I've not really cared to, uh, Thought too much about people spying on me Would you and a group of up to Four other people like to Form a group together And be not seen online By your local government well, I mean not being seen by my local government does sound Appealing Uh, you, Is there nothing else I could use this service For <sighs> no, no, no I think it's just us you can download things off the internet. What? P- piracy? <laughs> Sorry, um, <laughs> boat sailing with attitude. In indeed, yes, y- y- yeah, privateering, perhaps. Privateering. <laughs> hmm. Mm, mm. Uh, salvage operations on the salvage sea. Salvage operations, perhaps from other currently piloted vessels. I see. I see. Yes. Yes. Well, I mean that does sweeten the deal. You and a group of four color-coded friends can can go out and and use Zord VPN. <laughs> uh, and according to the tagline here, with prices like these, you'll be saying aye aye aye. <laughs> That's that's Zord VPN! Uh, just go to zord.megazord.lol.net uh, and enter the code QNPS164? 164, 164. We'll say 164 and see what happens. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I mean. Look, this means I'm going to be able to download the show with all the fighting transforming people and also that the government won't know that I'm one of the people that pilots the big robots. Well, exactly, so. you wouldn't want anyone people knowing that you're yeah. one of the people that pilots the big robots. I, I, I probably shouldn't put it in the pocket. Ah, oh, i remember to edit it out. Yeah. Azordvpn.megazord.lol.net Inside the boardroom of Electronic Active Softworks. Hi. Hi. So, uh... We're in a little hot water again. Oh, again? I know, again. Solemn JPEG. Exactly, Solemn JPEG. So I thought this was going to be smooth sailing, no hitches. I didn't see how this could go wrong. Um, So, you know, recently we released those uh, plastic figurines based on the... The 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 toy blocks in the video game. the video game that we own. Uh, It's like the the toy blocks have, like, you know, the computer stuff and they can talk and things like that. Uh, So... That shit is overpriced as fuck. Oh, it is. But, uh i i i did something i hope you don't mind about this i uh pushed an update out to that little toy yeah uh, yeah so you know how um how um the the red toy has like a brother who's dressed in green and yeah, a the and yeah the sad plumber and yeah the brother yeah taller sadder brother yeah um yeah so i pushed out an update to red brother uh where when he wakes up he would look around very sad and scared looking for a green brother you are a you, I geez. know, right? Because then, like, he's like, "Ah, brother, brother, where are you?" Yeah, I'm and then so the sad. kids will be like, "I must reunite them, Parent, parents." Exactly. That. Oh. and then, like, you know, a few oh. days later, I announced Green money. Brother for sale. Oh, I can smell the money. Yeah. Oh. So. I was hoping that only kids would notice this. I was hoping sure. this would be one of I these, mean, like... I what were the adults going to do yeah, in it? Yeah, I, I assumed kids are the only ones playing with this. Yeah. They'll, they'll, you know, not think too much about it. And then, ah, Green Brother, I must have him. Exactly. I mean, the only adults that are going to have this will probably want to keep it in a box seal or something. Exactly. But apparently there are some adults that actually play with them and they did notice and see right. the fact that we were emotionally manipulating children into purchases. And they didn't think that was endearing. No, no. no. So, um... We need a new way to emotionally manipulate kids into purchases. You got anything? What if, uh, we could do something with the mushroom guy? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, uh, the mushroom guy will be like, Oh, I miss all my friends. It's not specifically saying anyone. Oh, yeah, yeah. I miss my friends. And if, 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 if he comes together with Sad Plumber, like Red Sad Plumber, like, that'll be like, Huh, yeah, I mean, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. uh, but still, he'll, he'll keep, you know, he'll, he'll isolate himself a little bit and then I'll be like, oh, I miss all the people, all the people, not saying who or anything. Yeah. And that's that's not, not the not selling you a specific product. Exactly. You know. Right? That's, yeah. that's not the same thing. Uh, you got anything else? Well, uh, not specific to these little figurines, but yeah. I got an idea for, for video games. Sure. So, uh, here's, here's my idea. Here's yeah. my idea. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you, you you get you know uh you, your base game that's got DLC in it or whatever, yeah. and we have like a very adorable character come up to the player, uh, maybe a cute little bunny or something, right? And go, hey, hey, player, uh, would you would you like to buy the DLC? And if the player says no, uh, the bunny's gonna look very very sad and go, oh, oh okay, um, I guess I'll be alone. But I needed the after m- my parents died in a. Tragic car accident. I needed the money from that DLC to pay for my child's surgery, but I guess little Timmy's gonna have to die. I guess it's mixomatosis for everyone this summer. Yeah. And sort of just, you know, adorably start to like, you know, hop away and then look back with a very sad, forlorn face going single. Are you sure you don't wanna buy the DLC? Just please, my family is sick. Exactly. You are a Fucking genius. I know. So <gasps> what have you put in your earmeats? Uh, what have I put in my earmeats? Oh. Um well I started listening to again for the umpteenth time trying to start listening to <laughs> it the Adventure Zone graduation. Good luck. Uh, because that series has now finished and Yay. uh I I'm yes I'm um I'm excited. <laughs> For in like two weeks when we get a new Griffin DM'd Adventure Zone, um, so now that the whole series out, I'm kind of tempted to. I want to try and push through it, and what I'm probably going to do is have wiki entries open so I can sort of read along, uh, not care about spoiling myself. Uh, if I zone out, I've got something to reference, and not worry too much about missing little intricate bits of the narrative, and just try and get through the big story beats and find out what's happening. Mm-hmm. Listening back to that first episode has reminded me of all the reasons I had trouble off the bat with uh, with graduation. Uh, Travis, as a DM, in that first episode, uh, really, really, really has a lot of ideas, and he's desperate to get them all out of his head right now, and it can't wait. And that leads to things like... Uh, descriptions at the start of the of the story of the world and the setting are incredibly rushed he's fighting to get words out as quick as possible then make no pauses and get straight onto the next bit of description and nothing has room to breathe um he introduces way too many characters at the start and who aren't (sighs) then seen for a really long time yeah yeah it's a lot of i need you to meet absolutely everyone at once Um, And not really take the time to let them soak in. Also, in that first episode, he does a lot of having... NPCs have lengthy conversations with themselves. So there'll be like four or five minutes where it's just Travis talking to Travis. And not any of them... Yeah, it's like, you know, a little bit of that here and there, you know, is maybe occasionally necessary, but that much of it that frequently um, feels like a crutch. Uh, Also... Let's talk about Raina, the uh, the wheelchair user, mm. NPC, who um, reminds me an awful lot of the trans woman character in Mass Effect Andromeda, in that Raina shows up and the first words out of her mouth to the main characters are, so, is someone going to ask me about the chair? Like, straight away, like almost surprised that no one has asked, hey, tell me about your disability. Um... And then proceeds to go into an unprompted, lengthy explanation of their own disability and how what what led to their disability and the it, it feels like Travis was desperate to go, hey, hey, look, I've got a disabled character. Let me tell you about the disabled one I put in here. And mm, uh, uh, oh, icky. Yeah. But like, here's the thing. There's stuff in Graduation to like. And I I want, like, I kind of wish there would be, like, a fan edit, uh, director's commentary edit of this, Mm. because there's a lot of stuff in here that is, in that first episode, that is very heartfelt, that is very interesting, that is, like, there's a lot of fascinating world building. Like, this series entire concept of... Uh, people training as licensed heroes and villains to fight basically to raise the uh, profile of towns more than to actually do da- uh, fighting that's supposed to have consequences is oh. a fascinating world building an idea. And uh, I like a lot of the interactions that go on. There's there's interesting stuff in here and I just wish it was easier to listen to. Um but I'm going to push through it, and we'll see. It's taken me, like, two days to get through the first episode, so I don't know how long 36 will take me. But... Six uh, days. Well, 60, 72? 72 days. Yeah, 72 days, maybe. I'm I'm hoping to speed the pace up slightly. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the first episode is a lot. Yes, I'm hoping that... The first episode feels like you need to take fucking notes, if you care enough. Yeah, yeah, I, um... <sighs> I was literally just reading the, the, the wiki at every now and then just to be like, okay, what's, what's about to happen? Just so that when I'm listening to it, I know what's going on. And I'm just going to Google character names when they come up later to remind me who's who and what's what. It felt like homework to listen to it, mm. which is a shame. Less than idea. Yeah. Uh, what about you? What have you listened to this week? Me? I listen well, not a lot, I'll be honest. I listened to the new episode of Inexplicables. Mm. Uh, I didn't realise that was a Patreon exclusive, so I guess I'm gonna have to keep paying for my Patreon for at least three more weeks because <laughs> uh, there's only six episodes. Apparently, it's going to be a limited round series. Um, I am, I, I I still find the two main characters just horrible. Yeah, I hate them as people. I uh, like their we... their voices. Their plummy plummy voices annoy the piss Are out of me. Are they I, interesting? Bad, oh. bad for a purpose. The, the, the sister is uh, is 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 getting more interesting, but she's still a massive dick. <laughs> um the brother is just this the horrible arsehole most of the time. Um, he he—he's got real Thomas Covenant vibes. If anyone's ever read that, mm. of just the this whole—well, I don't believe in the thing that you're talking about, so I'm going to—I'm just going to go on the way of my own way. Oh, I think you're probably uh, you're embezzling money from the, this charity, blah, blah 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 blah. So I'm going to just be a complete arsehole about it. In fact, you could let me in on that. You can help me. I can embezzle too. Yeah, one one one. And I just uh... want to headbutt him. I'm tired ex- hearing you explain him. It's <laughs> just horrible. Um but yeah like it it is a, a fascinating concept. Um with three episodes in now you're either going to listen to it or you're not. Uh, basically their 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 mum who died in the f- like before the first episode was running a charity to support um, supernatural beings—vampires, werewolves—that okay. sort of thing—and it is like a this this group of people who are basically trying to hold themselves together, people who care for them, people who keep them in the community, uh, people people who um you know are are trying their best, people who interact with them, yeah. sometimes with bad consequences. Uh, sirens, for example, yeah. Um, and like it's. it's it's basically you've got the the kids, especially the brother who's just like, I don't believe it I think it's all bollocks, I think this is all theatrics and bullshit and you're trying to you you conned my mother out of her money and and I'm going to find a way to get it back and the sister's just like, I'm drunk all the time and I'm going to do some really problematic shit (sighs) but also (sighs) she is the first one that sees a vampire and she's like oh okay I'll take this a bit more seriously now, and I think that's why I'm warming to her. Yeah. Whereas the bro- brother remains just this horrible little shit with a nasty secret that somehow involves the Financial Conduct Authority. <laughs> it's like, uh, oh, 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 okay, sure. That's weird, but there's 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 more interesting stuff going on. I just wish I, I just wish it didn't involve such middle class assholes. Yeah. Uh, what about you? Have you listened to anything I listen to some new music. Uh, I listen to a track called 12 Years Howled by Bear Ghost. Oh, wow. Uh it's, It sounds like a heavier cousin to surfer rock, okay? Uh, but with the vocals being sort of more speed rap. Um, About two people going out for a nice dancing day one night, and oops, one of them turns out to be a werewolf and it all falls apart. It's oh. very playfully delivered. There's a lot of personality to the way that the music and the lyrics are performed. It is a fun, upbeat, bouncy rock track. It's it's fascinating to listen to. Can i not got on with the werewolf? Well, I mean, the problem is more that the werewolf eats their date, which is oh. um, which is going to go badly. That's, that's awkward. That's not going to lead to a second date. It's not going to lead to a second date. I know. Um and then I listened to a bunch of, uh, interesting queer rock tracks of varying kinds. Yes. Um, so I listened to a track called, uh, Late December by CU Space Cowboy. Uh, sort of like metalcore, so sort of very, like, aggressive, uh, metal stuff going on. Um, uh, trans woman lead, lead vocalist, um, the guitar is at times very haunting, intricate metal guitar work, um, the trans woman singer's uh, screams when those are a part of the song are very impressively done. A lot of control over still being able to get words out mid-scream mm. uh, in ways that are still understandable, which huh. takes a lot of vocal control. I would imagine. Um, it's a bit of an intense track for sure, but it's it's very interesting. It's worth giving a listen um possibly the most interesting track i found this week was um, i don't fit in anywhere by an artist called jane uh, jane county um so jane county is a 70s punk rock singer who came out as a trans woman in 1974 um and is still releasing new music today um she's 73 and still putting out yes. tracks. Like, this This track was released back in December of 2020, so this is, like, that's how recently she's putting out new music. Um, her vocal style sounds like if you had a slightly more upbeat Johnny Cash. Mm-hmm. If Johnny Cash was a little tiny bit less depressed, mm. that's, that's where we're at here. Um, but you put that vocal line over, like, pop punk guitar, like, Johnny Cash a little bit happier singing over pop-punk guitar, which I really dug. Um, uh, very exaggerated in the sort of presentation in the music video. Um, simple but catchy rebellious lyrics. Mm-hmm. I really dig her. Mm. Like, I, uh, I did check... She does still perform. She still performs. Sure. I'm like, if she's ever in the UK, I'd go see her play. She seems, she seems like a blast. Punk never dies. Exactly. Um, and I listened to a track called "Wrong Way Slash One Way" by R V I V R. Uh, pop punk guitar with a sort of traditional angry, punk vocal line over it. Um, that still manages to be quite fun and energetic. About not letting anyone tell you who to be, even if they're trying to le- legislate your identity away. Don't let anyone stop you being you. Mm-hmm. So, that's what I listened to this week. What about you? Um, I only listened to one other thing. It was a uh, like an hour and 20 minute long mix. It is uplifting UK hardcore anthem mix by Ryan Harmonic. Ooh. Which I found on YouTube. It's some good uplifting UK... Apparently your happy hardcore is more frequently called UK hardcore now. Oh, is it? Have they stopped calling it Happy Hardcore? Well, uh, oh. uh, yeah, fine. Back in my Back day. in my day. Back in my day. It was Happy Hardcore. Apparently uh, it's UK Hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> fine, I yeah. guess. Um, as long as you know the term to find it now. Yeah, um, Yeah. It's, it, it's a nice selection of, of upbeat Happy Hardcore tracks. Oh, sorry, UK Hardcore Genres. Yeah, I fancied some Suns Out, Happy Hardcore Bouncy yeah. goodness. Um, happy Hardcore good. Oh, one other thing we listened to. We listened to um, the Gabba remix of You Are a Pirate Yes, town. Yes, we did. <laughs> um, it sounded exactly how I imagined it would sound. What if You Are a Pirate but Gabba? Yeah, ding, 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 ding. yeah, I. <laughs> yeah, that sure is what that was. <laughs> I've had that on my phone for years, but yeah, yeah. Have yeah. we listened to anything else? No, that's it. Well then, <gasps> time for this. People of Earth, this is the Trans Comrade Collective. People of Earth, this is the Trans Comrade Collective. We have hereby taken control of Mars. It's ours now. Some of you, as long as you're nice, are welcome to come and visit. Not Elon Musk. He's not welcome here. Uh, We've just had enough of all the bullshit. All the bullshit you're trying to legislate us out of existence, remove us from public life. We are... We've set up our own planet, and we have all the really sexy people, all of them, up here can't. That's it. It's just us now. All the trans people on Mars. This is our planet. Some of us have also taken over the moon as well. You can't have that either. In fact, you just stay there quarantined until you can prove that you're safe. We will be setting up our own sports leagues and we will be offering to sell the rights to watching the incredibly sexy people playing sports. But you will be paying a premium for that. And once again, I would like to point out that Elon Musk is not welcome here. This has been a message to the people of Earth from the transcutie Collective. Good heavens! Have you, have you seen the news? Oh no! What's happened? Boris Johnson's exploded. Oh! That seems a bit dramatic and sudden. Yes, apparently got some kind of newfangled disease, blew up like a balloon, and then just popped everywhere. Oh. Goodness, do we know anything about this disease? I don't know. It seems to be affecting the particularly affluent. Up here, Elon Musk went yesterday. Oh goodness! Yes, Bezos. Oh, bits of him everywhere. Ah, I, sp- I imagine there's probably a lot of people in a bit of a scramble to get rid of some money right now. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know if any of them are still alive. I'll be honest. It's, it's, it's been jolly lovely watching them all just pop there. They, they, had, uh, they had BBC News, you know, outside, outside the Houses of Parliament, and there were just Lords and Tory MPs just popping left and right. It was Ooh. quite a thing to be heard. Oh, I'd love to see if there's a nice 10 minute loop of videos or something. Oh, yes, I'm sure there's a 10 hour version on YouTube, by <laughs> the there. It's been wonderful watching. Oh, the Republic. There was a thing from the Senate in, in the America. We watched the Republicans going left, huh. and that was wonderful. Oh. Uh, It was interesting, they managed to catch what what seems to have been some kind of backhand of transaction (gasps) on the floor of the Senate. Literally, as the suitcase arrived in this person's hand, pop! It went! Off off went the head. It was was marvellous watching them go, and it's been lovely people celebrating in the streets, all the wealth being redistributed. In fact, there has been talk that we're just going to do away with money entirely. I'm unnecessary. I mean doesn't seem super necessary. We managed without it for centuries. Well exactly. Let's be honest, most of us didn't have any to start with. Yes. So now we're just doing things much nicer and looking after each other. If anything, we had negative money, most of us. Exactly. So we can just get rid of that, as uh, nature has caught up with all these bloody billionaires. Oh lovely. I'm gonna I'm gonna go get the computer and start having a look at some of this. Lovely, lovely. Gate I have a little map. Oh lovely. Yes. Questions, Sam um, Sub questions. What's the questions? Uh Alpha Al f- thing. Mm-hmm. asks ferret or Linoon Which one is the better long boy? Oh mm. mm. They're both good. They're both good. Uh they are both very ferrety. I i don't know i'm guessing they're pokemon yeah they're both pokemon they're both uh essentially ferrets um i like ferret uh ferret is small scrappy uh you know it's not trying to be elegant i always feel like lanoon has a slightly more angry look on its face it's more like ferret i think would be a good adorable lovely pet that you could do scritches on whereas lanoon would want to be out in a field hunting snakes Okay. I, is Ferret uh, the one that looks like it's wearing the little um superhero mask? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, I think I know the one. Yeah. yeah. Ferret good. Ferret go. good. Uh, Lucy asks, can I have a cup of sugar? Sure. Sure. Chicky uh, asks, what is the oldest music you can get into that isn't classical music? Do you find classical? No, don't. <laughs> 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 um, I... Mm. I'm thinking back through decades being like, What decade is there like a decent amount of music that I enjoy from before i stop like there's There's a decent amount from the seventies that I can dig yeah i I used to be very into t rex, which was ne like it's way before my time, yeah, musical like um David Bowie, a lot of that is before yeah. my time. Um, what a Bowies the 70s? What a uh, 60s? Would I go back to the 60s? I used to have a, a, a CD box set of 10 CDs of jukebox classics, so that's mostly 1950s. Yeah. Um, there's some good tracks in there. Mr. Sandman? <gasps> the Mr. Pornettes. Sandman? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I used to listen to a lot of blues. Yeah. Um, Like, I've listened to some jazz I've enjoyed. You know, let's have some black classical in there. Um... Mm i I think when most people talk about classical, they're talking largely about northern European white men playing pianos yes or or creating symphonies of sorts um as was the the hit list that was popularized popularised largely by the Nazis so that, yeah. that is that is why we have those lists. Um, going back, I like like there's this whole thing now on YouTube of getting like um medieval versions of things. Oh, I'm not yes. sure you would class those as classical, but, but like there's no reason why you shouldn't. I mean, yeah, but there's, there's the problem well, I mean, the the it's the term classical. It's it's too big. I mean, classical is is a, a genre term that has been loaded yeah. up with a lot of classism. Yes, it's. The things that have been deemed to be the classics. Well, the other, the other problematic term for that is art music. Yes. Implying that other music of the era isn't art? Question mark? Yeah. Again, it all comes down to uh, gatekeeping bullshit of what the, the upper crust thought was of value. I, I, w- I would call it maybe European classical, but like I feel even then that it has like a block of time that it yeah. is specifically related to that doesn't fall into things like green sleeves. Greensleeves. Greensleeves yeah. is a bop. Green Slaves is a uh, But th- just think about, say, this century. Um, If I'm thinking about tracks that, like, to me, like, I can think of stuff from the 70s that I really dig. Yeah. If you go further back than that, sure, there will be things where if you played them, I'd go, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that's a good track. Yeah. Um, surf music. I love surf music. There's oh, a lot yeah. Of, like, uh, Dick Dale and Beach Boys oh. and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Okay, now you mention it there is some the Orman 60... brothers. Yeah, there's some alright sixties stuff. I I I can't s I suspect I wouldn't go like I wouldn't be able to pick you anything up from say the forties or earlier. Nothing I would like. No. Um there's I do, a... I do remember my mum telling me about an argument she had with her dad about um modern music these days. All your music go. What are they even singing about? It's all rubbish. And apparently my aunt turned around to him and went your favourite song is a pink toothbrush bl- brush and a blue brush. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, I I think that where my interest <laughs> in music in the last century kicks in is uh, when sort of your 1950s rock and roll starts to be a thing and the... Elvis. Yeah, basically... All that th- stolen black music. Uh, indeed. I, I'm not suggesting that Elvis is the uh, progenitor, but I mean, like... Around that era where music, there was a definite shift in the kind of things that music were becoming. And that's where I start being like, ah, I start enjoying stuff around here. Yeah, there's some really good Motown tracks. I'm not sure what era that is exactly. I related to Black and White, but then I realised that Black and White ran for quite a long time. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, I feel like the 1950s. Is the early is is where the earliest I can think of is the, where I can think of things that I enjoy. Yeah, I could I could probably find you track like the names of tracks that I have enjoyed. Yeah, but from from that era. Yeah, but probably not much much earlier than that. Mm. Uh, Second circle of gel uh, says uh, classical. Who needs that newfangled nonsense? Give me a magical or any or, or five any day. Agreed. Yeah, strongly agreed. Give me a cave person hitting a stick against a rock yeah that's 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 when music was good G- give me give me people banging skulls together G- give <laughs> me someone hitting their own stomach and having a giggle Hand on. <laughs> <laughs> a thousand young says favorite pole arm historical or fantasy um uh, i I'm not gonna have any historical pole arms no? um not not big on them i think of of pole arms in pop culture. Um I mainly think of like uh Final Fantasy Dragoon staffs. Yeah, I guess like um Some, something with from a Final Fantasy. Yeah, something with a pointy end and a lot of like dragon wings and a, and fan, a f- a fancy flourishes on. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah. There Ooh. you go. There we go. We did it. We I did thought it. of One under pressure. <laughs> shit. Oh, I'll have to Google that one. Which one's a polearm? Uh, a <laughs> uh, big stick with a spike with a with a metal on the end. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Phoenix too here. Hi Phoenix, Hello <laughs> Ask dream date for when this whole pandemic has packed it in. Anything that is not in not in this house and where you are there. Or in this house where well, you in are. this house and you are there. Anything where you are here and we get to be within six feet of each other is perfect. Uh we we dismantle the bed, we push all the stuff that's under the bed into a nice pile in a corner, we push everything to one side and everything to the other side, we put two mattresses down in the middle. <laughs> uh we bring a pile of snacks and a pile of beverages, we strip naked and we don't get up except to go to the bathroom. Yeah. for days. Yeah. And we order pizza. Exactly, and like, three or four days later, we're like, ah, oh, that was lovely. Hurt my lips, my lips, I have done so much kissing. <laughs> also my other lips, I have done... <laughs> <laughs> Lip-based activities. Kerry <laughs> <laughs> Magic asks, where's the best way to make an omelette in microgravity? Um, You get a, a carton of liquid egg. Yeah. You shake it aggressively. Uh, You chop your uh, your, uh, onions, your veggies, uh, just as much as you need, and very carefully pour them into the top of the the liquid egg thing. (laughs) Uh, You shake that up a bit more. Uh, You heat your pan, and you sort of pour it very carefully against that, and hopefully the heat of the pan will hold it in place enough. And (laughs) that, I think, you turning it shouldn't be too difficult wouldn't try and flip it, you'll end up hitting a bulkhead or something. Uh, and I think that is probably the best way to make an omelet in microgravity. Uh, my suggestion is uh, make it while you're on the ground and bring it up with you. Have a pre-made one. I see. A micro. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Don't don't try and and mix liquids in, th- in the room full of fancy tech equipment mm-hmm. that is keeping you alive away from the planet. <laughs> uh, Michael asks, uh, what... Is uh, a favorite a favorite book or movie you love but isn't talked about enough? Oh, oh, we'll do one of each. Yeah. Um. Uh. So in terms of movies that I remember enjoying, I've not seen this in years. So apologies if it doesn't. <laughs> warning hold if up. it's problematic. Well, warning if it turns out to be problematic. But I remember really enjoying a movie called Bunny and the Bull. Um. It it's gonna sound a little depressing when I pitch the pitch, but it is. It, it's not so much. Um. It is a movie about someone who, after a year of big adventure, ends up becoming very, very introverted and probably a bit agoraphobic and is sort of isolating and trapping himself in his apartment. And it's a story about the year that led him there. And the thing that I remember really fondly about it that I think is, it's very much worth watching if you are interested in visually creative storytelling Um, because uh, you'll have lots of moments of him walking around the house and looking at something from the house like say um, a snow globe and the next sort of bit of the story that you flash back to will be all in the style of little plastic figurines in a snow globe Um, or part of it might be set in sort of a newspaper and it's all sort of paper craft cut out newspapery people and It's all told through differing art styles and styles of presentation based on the lens that you're seeing it through. Um, It's the film that I thought about when we were watching um, Sorry to Bother You and they did the desk dropping down Mm -hmm. into the people's rooms. Um, In that sort of like, oh, that's a really creative choice of how to portray that. Mm -hmm. This reminded me a lot of that. It's very... It does a lot of very visually interesting stuff that is fascinating to watch. Oh, um huh. it, it's well it's well worth a watch. It is a it is a silly, stupid film, and it might it might be problematic. Who the fuck remembers? But I want to go back and rewatch it at some point because I remember it very. I remember man. it very fondly, and I know that not many people will have watched it because. It had a single a single Showing just once it was played In the cinema I saw ah. it in In the tiny room in that cinema And there were like eight people in the room It's one of those like clearly This was not a major theatrical release mm. What about you? Um, Film wise uh, The only one I can think of That n- was never really big or talked about Is Tank Girl And I've talked yeah. about it a lot on here It's about a punk woman Who goes to prison and she ends up meeting a uh, very timid girl who is very into planes. And together they go on an adventure where they meet some kangaroo people. And just try to overthrow this tyrannical company, a uh, bunch of capitalists, called the Water and Power Company. And uh, basically this is post-apocalyptic Australia after a meteorite hit the earth. And now there's no drinking water. Yeah. Malcolm McDowell stars. Yeah. Uh, do you have a book? <laughs> oh, a book that's not talked about enough. Um, Swords of Good Men by Snorri Christensen. <laughs> I, I bring it up every time anyone asks me for a book recommendation. It's about... Well, the first book, certainly, in the in the Valhalla saga, is about um, just the, the people of this little village-slash-fortification. And they... Have to deal with all sorts of weird shit going on, uh, but basically the the main problem is that Christianity is coming to uh to to Northern Europe, and basically uh the they there is this whole thing about the old gods and the white the coming of the white Christ, and it's very much about all the people that live in the, in this place, and there are a lot of characters to keep track of, but they are all fascinating. And the fight scenes in this book are all written in a kind of cinematic style. I think there's a real pace to them. Or maybe it's just the fact that I got really into them while reading it and just read it at an incredible pace. Which is impressive for my dyslexic brain. Um, yeah. It's what if uh, an Icelandic gentleman who is a stand-up comedian, a former stand-up comedian and a currently a teacher decided to write a modern saga to fit in the old style um and as you read through the rest of the book there is more stuff about the old gods and the new god and and the problems that that is all causing ah that's pretty fascinating uh thinking of books the one that jumps to mind that again i haven't read in many years but i remember finding quite fascinating was um a book called Illusions, uh, which sort of came alongside a sort of companion book called The Messiah's Handbook. Um, This is by the author of Jonathan Livingston Seagull. Um, It is about a man who appears to be the Messiah reincarnate, who isn't really dealing with the job of being Jesus come back and, you know, doing what he's meant to be doing. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's just sort of barnstorming the Midwest in a, in a, in a biplane. And not really sure what ha- how to deal with the pressures of like i'm supposed to, i'm supposed to be doing something big here but like i just kind of want to be on earth and it's conversations between this man who basically stumbles upon jesus hanging around fixing biplanes and being like hey hey do like are you do you know what you're supposed to be doing and it basically boils down to like no no they give you a handbook but no, I don't really know what I'm meant to be doing, and I'm a bit lost and a bit frazzled (laughs) on this. Um, Yeah, it is... It's an interesting little book. Um, It's one of the few things that I read during the era that I was very into the church um, that was fiction and narrative that sort of existed outside of the Bible that I think maybe holds up from what I remember as an interesting read... Without that context, it's definitely not trying to be a a Christian book, but uh. Uh, it's yeah, I remember it being pretty interesting. Oh. Uh do we have any other questions? Yes. Uh what kind of wrestler slash hero would the Birch of Justice Warriors be? Uh I'm now picturing them as a wrestling double double team, double oh, act. Yeah. Uh team. Yeah. They come in and they look like they're gonna beat you up, but they actually just like sit, sit you, down you down and talk to you about your life, yeah, make you a cup of tea, and go, "Look, I do you want to talk about it." Yeah, I know you uh I know you think you want to pile drive me in the face, but uh, do you want to? Do you want to talk about what's going yeah, on well, at home? Do you consider where your anger comes from? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Is this really the most uh, sensible way for you to channel that? Yeah, you know, obviously you don't want to get hurt. You know, yeah. I mean. <laughs> Exactly. I, I feel like their narrative would be that they would rise up to championship belt holding status and eventually get dethroned by someone who's like basically proves the narrative of like you can't just talk everyone down because sometimes people are just assholes like that would be their eventual downfall would be yeah. do you want to talk about but it? then and, there'd be a comeback Yeah and then there'd be a comeback where and be, they'd kick right wing fashy dickheads Exactly, you know, they'd try and talk them down and they'd get, they'd get defeated and they'd cut and rise back up and go Sometimes you've got to use a uh, physical affirmative action. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm not one for it as a first defence, but yeah. uh, did throw the first punch, mate. Yeah, bash to the flash. Yeah, and they'd come back and sort of yeah, yeah, and then they'd sort of volunteer up. They the would belt push at the, the crap but... out of that. Too. Yeah, there we go. We well, feel like they would donate the 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 championship to charity or something. Exactly. I I yeah, they they'd win the championship to save the orphanage. mm Hmm. There you go we've written a wrestling arc, yeah I want to see that wrestling arc uh fancy wookie asks uh what do you what do I do with my hand slash eye slash brain now that I've decided to consciously minimize my use of Twitter and other social networks uh look up some mindfulness uh tutorials and learn mindfulness cat pictures, cat videos yeah um reads uh good news network yeah. Uh, listen d- to human tolerant news. Yeah. They often talk about nice, positive stories in the news. Take some time to occasionally just have a nothing on and just sit with yourself for a bit sometimes. Oh, yeah, definitely take some time to listen to your own brain. Have a nice bath. Yeah. Pamper yourself a bit. Get a face mask. Yeah. Maybe a foot mask. That's your thing, too. You have to be careful you don't need to do anything because they are slippery on the feet and you shouldn't walk around the house with slippery feet. That's especially a- if you've got... Like, laminate flooring or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, play some tabletop games. Play some board games. Yeah. Um... Hey, if you want to play some tabletop games, you should go check out Kissing in the Weird Future, a tabletop game that I recently co-authored. <laughs> and if you'd like any other recommendations, you can go to StoneMonkeyRadio.blog and read, read my reviews. Ooh, look <laughs> at that. We're good at self-promotion. High five. Yeah. <laughs> um... Uh John Cassidy Jr. asks, chicken or fish? This is my question, friend. Uh, I've always preferred chicken. Um I I I don't eat either. <laughs> no, but like I would rather imitation chicken than imitation fish, because I don't like the fish taste very Ooh, much. Oh no, one subway again. That tastes like chicken stuff is good. Oh that TLZ stuff's good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm a better I'm a bigger fan of the chicken flavour than the fish flavour profile. Yeah. Uh Donning Frost follows up with um, should we find a new authority on what is meat versus fish to replace the papal decree? If so, who should that authority be? Me. I am the new authority. Fish is meat. Done. Fish, fish is meat. There you go. Uh, birds. I still love that name. That's great. That's a good use of the double dots. Um, what existing game or franchise would you like to see turned into a weird bot battle royale? Oh. Disney games. What's that? The Dizzy Games. <gasps> oh. oh it would oh okay. D- the Dizzy Games, it's um one hit KOs because yeah. yeah, single hit to that eggshell yes. you're done. Mm-hmm. Oh <laughs> I still want a proper Pokemon Battle Royale. Just big, big hundred person Pokemon battle. I choose you. Ah <laughs> Yes, it's exactly. just your bundle. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Legend of Zelda. A hundred oh. people thrown into Hy- Hyrule Field, and they have to try and stop Ganondorf. <laughs> the first one to defeat Ganondorf wins. Ow, you hit me with so many swords! Uh-uh. No, no, not fighting each other. No, no, no. Ganondorf is being hit by multiple swords oh, at once. <laughs> yep. Ah! Whoever gets the, the last hit in wins. <laughs> Which one then. of you is the hero of Royale? Hero Royale. <laughs> There you go. I uh, think. And I might be correct. That is. That is all the questions. Well then. time for this. Do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? sure Justice Warriors. Racial Justice Warriors. Yeah. All right, Larry. All right, Perry. How you doing? I'm uh, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. You've uh, you been up too much? I've uh, been uh, grumbling at the news about LGB Alliance. Oh boy, howdy. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. Yeah. So. Yeah, the whole thing with them being basically They, they are a hate group That's yep. not it up They yep. are an anti-trans hate group That in no way actually cares about the rights of LGB people Well, no, I mean, they came out in support of, of uh, conversion therapy They've been very aggressive to, to uh, lesbian and gay people online That I've seen yep, and they are quite frankly, a raising of bisexuals Yep, they, they, they uh, are very, very much happy to sidle up With the uh, evangelical American right wing it seems that way they are very willing to boil down womanhood to nothing more than reproductive organs yeah they are, uh, they are, they exist to be an anti-trans hate group under the, the guise of if we say we're doing it for gay and lesbian people, then people can't say, they, they're, they're going to sound like homophobes if they say that, you know, our stance on trans people is bigotry. Yeah, and they're known to have links to neo-Nazis yeah. and, uh, you know, they've, uh, as I said, been very positive of, of uh, uh, of Conver- TERFs Yeah, conversion therapy. Conversion therapy and all yeah. sorts. and, uh... Imagine to get fucking charity status. Oh, hate comes tax-free now. Yeah, apparently so, uh, which is not good, as you can imagine. No, uh, no. Uh, as a UK charity, there are certain rules you're supposed to, uh, you know, abide by that involve not being a hateful, bigoted hate crime group against a certain group of people. And their reasoning seems to be, yeah, but we're not doing it to be mean to trans people so it's not mean to trans people seems to be their reasoning yeah i mean it's uh, it's uh, it's a thing you can now uh, the uh, what was also weird was that the charity commission decided to tweet this news out yeah which they don't typically do for new charities existing no it's 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 weird that this was the thing they decided to uh, tie their all to? They it's are it's ratio to fuck. It's almost like they're trying to make a statement of support for this one particular group because yeah. they know that uh, people are not going to be happy about this. No, you you can there you can write to the government and complain about this. Indeed, which I think you should. Uh, you they're... should. You will need their uh, charity number, which is double one nine four one four eight. That's double one nine four one four eight. Uh, yeah you can log your concerns about that. There Indeed. are various threads on on twitter about uh you know how you might want to phrase that and sort yeah. of the, the key points you would need to hit and uh, there's also yeah. someone's done a nice thread well I say nice thread it's a thread of hate and a, a, useful, collect, thread. a useful thread collecting together some of the worst things they've said and done and uh, yeah. since and it has been pointed out that uh, to, to be a charity you can't be uh, denigrating or, or spreading yeah. hate which uh, is all they do yeah. so hopefully they won't be a charity for very long. Yeah, What you want to be doing is basically pointing out here is the thing where you uh, you say that a charity should not be hateful and here is examples of them being hateful towards trans people yeah try not to get too passionate about it because yeah. you know how they feel about that so. try and be you know sort of uh analytical and slightly detached from from the uh, tone of it if you can yeah you know make sure that you're just you are just stating the facts and and king into where you know what their rules are with regards to that yeah and uh, I I don't know how much good it will do, but we can but try. We can but try, because otherwise this sets a rather horrible precedent. Yeah, I mean, how long until Britain First or, you know, the BNP or, you know. Yeah. Some other, Combat 18, I don't know if there's still a thing. If they decide yeah, yeah. to, uh, you know, just apply for charitable status, you know. Exactly. That's uh, no, just like, ugly. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Count down the weeks. Any day now, hoping to get my uh yeah. my first jab in. Fingers crossed. Yeah. 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 Oh, a bit knackered, mate. I might yeah. turn My head's to bed. I think I think it might do so as well. Sleep like well, mate. Yeah, well. you too. So, Laura. Yes? Where can we find you? On the internet laura k buzz pretty much everywhere twitter twitch youtube patreon that's the one that pays the bills uh if you go to patreon uh slash laura k buzz and have a little scroll down uh this is not locked behind patreon anyone can have a look at it i have linked to kissing in the weird future which is a tabletop role-playing game that i helped create in an hour on a podcast called more like guidelines you can go listen to the podcast uh or go look at the rules of the game It is a tabletop game where some evil agents are going through time, breaking up relationships in order to fuck up the timeline. And you gotta go travel to weird worlds full of uh, surreal aliens and help them fall in love and do a smooch to re-establish the timeline. Uh, If you want to make an unknowable void monster made of meat and tentacles... You know, you fall fall in love with uh, a monster made of screams and jam. You can do that. Make him fall in love. Make him do a smooch. Fight the. You you could be Cupid. C U P I D. It's an acronym. DIPUCK, They're your enemies. They're trying to fuck up time. Go play. It's fun. I we uh, had a question of fu- uh, from from a sort of Devon Cornwall perspective. Scream on first or...? <laughs> 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 that's a scumbag I mean, joke. That's up that's up to you the player because it is a very role playing heavy game. <laughs> it is about you telling stories and you making these kind of decisions. Yeah. Um but had so much fun making it. Yay. Go go check out the rules for kissing in the weird future. And listen to the hour of us coming up with the rules because we had a great time. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of using random word generators to Ooh. generate monster attributes. Nice, I like those. Yeah. It's always fun when you've got a game where you can tell the DM I mean, if you don't want to use our list, pull up a random number uh, a random word generator and see what you get. Mm-hmm. Um So yeah, other than that, I got books. Uh, Uncomfortable Labels, that's about being autistic and trans, it's out now. Things I Learned From Mario's Butt, it's about video game character butts, it's out now. Gender Euphoria, it's about non-cis people's positive gender affirming stories, it comes out on June 10th 2021, which is like six weeks away, that's coming up fast. They've got to send those books here for me to sign soon. (laughs) Uh, so there's that, and there'll be a children's book at some point, We've we've contacted the illustrators, that's all happening um then there's podcasts pixel squirts about video game character pornography uh podquisition we tell you whether your favorite video games are great or perfect uh dice funk is a dungeons and dragons podcast i'm on seasons three four five six seven and eight they're all their own stories so just jump into whatever one uh i would suggest start with season three where i show up and then just listen through them in order i think that's a good way to do it <laughs> Uh, also, I'm on a podcast with you that isn't this one. I mean, that'll be that polyamory yeah. that we do with the D and D Fifth Edition Real Play Podcast with questionable morals. Yeah. Uh, you are currently all in the town of Felixstowe, dealing with a lot of singing tabaxi. Indeed, we are. And there is a big old mystery, and the floor is not floor. And that is Disturbing Dusty. Uh, you can find that on my SoundCloud or my YouTube. I've got two SoundClouds. The second one is under the name Bedroom Programmer, where I make music of all sorts. Go listen to that. Um, I've got a Facebook, We've got a Facebook group. We've got a Discord. Ah, oh, heck. Uh, I've got a Redbubble where I design T-shirts. You can get those. StoneMonkeyRadio.blog, which I mentioned earlier. I have a Twitter where I tweet things and say words and mostly share miserable stories from the UK press, because... I think it's important to inform people. Ah, uh, Twitch stream on Thursday nights at 19.30 UK time. And I have a Patreon. That's the one that pays my bills. For as little as a dollar a month, you can help me justify a 76-hour work week. For $10 a month, you can get early access to Queer and Pleasant Strangers and literally everything else I make. Ooh. Um Yeah, uh, all of my links can be found at streamerlinks.com slash janiac, that's J-A-N-E-I-A-C. My Patreon is Stoned Monkey Radio. Laura, would you sing us out, please, darling? Until next time, be a stranger. Kitchen. <laughs> oh, that's that's crumpling. That's real. That's oh, real that, crumpling. that is indeed crumpling. Uh, that's usually the bit I say at the end of it. Yeah, crumpling. yeah, yeah. Look, 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 oh. look. Hang on, hang on. I'll just pull it back up again. Pull it back up. Again. Oh. Time is a flat circle, which means (laughs) this is now the intro. Ah! (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) Oh no! I've broken (laughs) you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, the ending of this week's episode is going to be interesting.
1: <laughs>